So we are joined on the line by Katlejo Mutudi, MD of the Board of Healthcare Funders, to speak about medical aid costs for COVID-19 admission and the medical aid payment holiday issue. The BHF currently represents 52 medical schemes across Southern Africa. And Dr. Katlejo Mutudi is on the line joining us. Good afternoon to you, doctor. Afternoon, Glenn. How are you? Good to have you on the show. Excellent. So, 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 Dr. Mutudi, there have been concerns around the issue of a, a payment holiday for medical scheme members during the lockdown. Has a decision been reached uh, on this matter? Yeah, the the issue has been under discussion for a few weeks. Mm. Um, the DHF uh, represented uh, its members. Uh, concerns and also requests from some of the beneficiaries regarding the expected financial pressures. This was also on the bank, on the back of the banking industry making pronouncements about relief from debt. Mm. Um, what the council advised um, was that they would look at this uh, on a case by case basis. So. Okay. Each scheme could then, based on its circumstances and also its demographics, apply maybe to the council if they wish to uh, find exemption from the the laws uh, regarding collection of contributions. Mm. Some of the schemes um, who have a closer relationship with employer groups um, have reached some agreements that uh, the employers who usually cover a portion of payments may for uh, some time maybe cover the entire uh, portion. So uh, there are varying solutions that are being uh, considered by the industry. And then some schemes even before then had made pronouncements to the effect that they would not deregister the members from the scheme even if they don't pay. However, during the period that they have uh, no financial uh, muscle to support the contributions. They would not be afforded benefits. So as you can say, there's an array of solutions for the members. So what I would advise is that if there has been no formal communication, beneficiaries can contact their, their schemes and find out uh, if there's anything in place for, for their specific scheme. So, what are some of the the concerns around the issue of um, a payment holiday from a medical schemes uh, perspective? So, remember, uh, schemes um, as defined in the Medical Schemes Act, uh, the business of a scheme is to collect contributions from their members, and then, in exchange for this, uh, provide cover or benefits. So um, it, it is that relationship that binds the beneficiaries to with, uh, with their schemes. Uh, the first thing is that if a large portion of members do not or cannot afford to pay schemes, it will obviously weaken the, the financial capacity of the scheme to pay claims. Um, there, there is a provision, however, in the Act that says that each medical aid scheme must put in reserve uh, the, an estimation of about 25% of the yearly contributions aside. And typically that is for periods like this or when the claims experience 
is much higher than anticipated. Um, but that in itself uh, uh, does not offer a long-term solution. So if, if a scheme has uh, put aside 25% and receives no contribution for one month, it can eat uh, just under a tenth of, of, that is, of the reserve. So the longer the so-called holiday lasts, uh, the bigger the erosion. That's the first part. The second thing is that these reserves are usually held in various investment vehicles. And I think you may have had report of how the markets uh, have been performing mm-hmm. as a result of mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Some schemes have already reported that just based on the book value of the investment, they have lost up to 16% mm-hmm. of that. So even relying on the reserves may not be um, a viable option. So they, they have to be careful how they, how they safeguard that. The, 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 the other thing is that we do not know as yet how hard COVID-19 is going to hit us. If the experience from um, Europe and the U.S. is anything to go by, there's still some financial hardships in terms of medical commitments that are coming by. Mm. Um, so in terms of crafting a solution for uh, this relief um, that is... Uh, proposed for members, I think there are, there are several of those sectors that I've mentioned that schemes have to consider. So, Doctor, um, what is, uh, you know, the, the cost of COVID-19 um, uh, hospital admission and are there any implications for medical scheme members? So what is seen now, and it's still early days, because mm-hmm. this is, I think, from two months data, um, the, the average admission has has gone up quite significantly. Mm. And some are quoting it at about 150,000 mm. per admission. Mm. And this is for a few reasons. Um, as you've heard from uh, the, the, how the disease has been described, although the majority of people will not show symptoms or will have mild symptoms, those who become sick become really, really sick. Mm. Um, and that is uh, from the limited data that is seen, that is some of the experience that I think about 45% of those people who are in hospital are either in high care or an ICU. And that's where the high costs are. And if you get a normal uh, experience or, 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 or for the schemes in previous years, most of the admissions would be around 30,000 rent admissions lasting about whatever three and a half days. Uh, but with COVID-19 specific infect, uh, uh, admissions, they, those that end up in hospital are sick and might stay a, a bit longer than the, the three days. So, yeah, in case you've just tuned in, this is Radio 2000, the Super Drive on a Monday. Uh, we are chatting to uh, Dr. Katleho Mutudi, MD of the Board of Healthcare Founders. Uh, we're chatting about medical aid costs for COVID-19 admissions and the medical aid payment holiday issue. So last question, um, what can medical scheme members who are under financial distress do to shoulder the financial burden with payment of premiums during this time? Yeah, so uh, we, we've already discussed some of those things mm-hmm. and they will be guided by the individual schemes, whether the scheme is open to uh, uh, a payment holiday um, or, or other 
interventions. One one other thing that has been proposed and implemented by some schemes, some schemes is to downgrade your benefit options. So mm. in those schemes that have got multiple options, you find that maybe mm. um, the Rolls Royce option has got like you know you you paying several thousands. You can then downgrade the option to one of the lower, which may be affordable. Typically, that is allowed only once a year. Yes. So you'd find that maybe around August or so, you get a communication from the scheme to say you can uh, change your option. But some schemes have said they are willing to open it mid-year now uh, so that you can uh, uh, downgrade. I think the, the, maybe the positive thing is that um, the Council for Medical Scheme uh, through a secular I think about three weeks ago, and subsequently through the promulgation of the regulation, has declared COVID-19 to be what is called a prescribed minimum benefit disease, which means that schemes are obliged to certain costs as regards COVID-19, and it ranges from um, the screening, the testing, uh, when a doctor is uh, deemed it appropriate, any medical treatment that is clinically appropriate as well as the admission thereof. Now, under the Medical Schemes Act, any disease that has been declared to be a prescribed benefit has at minimum uh, uh, has an obligation to cover those costs that are prescribed. So even if you downgrade from the uppermost option to the lowermost, uh, prescribed minimum benefit conditions are actually covered, including COVID-19. Great chatting to you, Dr. Katleho Mutudi. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. It's a pleasure. Excellent. There you go. Eight minutes to four, Radio 2000 there. That was uh, Dr. Katleho Mutudi, MD of the Board of Healthcare Funders. Uh, we're talking about medical and costs for COVID-19 admissions.